0: Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things, you know, inquiries, contracts, payments? It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. Ever been told you must niche down in order to be successful and have a profitable virtual assistant business? Well, I'm here to debunk that myth and also tell you my honest opinion on what I think about to niche or not to niche. Have you ever felt like society isn't built for moms? Maybe you're a mama with a tiny voice in your head telling you there must be another way to balance it all. You know, working, momming, all the things. Yep, I had it too. And it likely means you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Amanda Rush, a Southern mama with big city sensibilities. I'm the girl that took a daydream and built a profitable virtual assistant business all in the middle of a global pandemic. Now, I work from home alongside some of the biggest bloggers and influencers while running a six-figure agency. Come along as we dive into business, marketing, strategy, and real life as a female entrepreneur. I'm all about simple, easy, actionable steps that get real results. This podcast is for the millennial mom that is ready to kick imposter syndrome and start making money on her own terms. Get ready as we dig in, do the work, and redefine what it means to be a working mom. This is the Millennial Mom Movement. So often on social media, we see these carousels and reels and Instagram posts that say you have to niche down in order to be successful, and people won't understand what you do if you don't niche down. And how are you ever going to create a profit without niching down? So I want to kind of pick apart this standard that has been created for niching down. And I want to just put my two cents in because one of the things that I see so many full-time VA students get stumped on is their niche. And whoever said that you have to create a niche, you don't have to create a niche if you don't want to. So let's dive into it. Let's go over what the heck even is a niche, and then we'll go over pros and cons to niching down and to staying a little bit more broad. So a niche is essentially the type of person that you serve and the services that you offer to that group. So for instance, I am a virtual assistant, and the virtual assistant is a very, very, very large umbrella. And under that umbrella are all these different niches. I have decided to niche down to specifically serve bloggers and influencers. And the reason that I chose this is because it's in alignment with what I find interesting and what I'm passionate about, and also what I'm really freaking good at. So if you're thinking about, okay, I kind of want to niche down, but you're stuck as to what to niche down to, think about all the different things that are available, all the options for you, and choose the one that feels most aligned with what you're passionate about and what your skill set is so that you can feel confident in the services that you offer. I think the reason that a lot of people get stumped on this is because they feel like they have to pick a specific niche, but they also feel like they don't have the skill set to match that niche. And they think that they are missing something or that they need to learn something more. And in some cases, yes, there are some very technical niches out there. Like, let's say you decided to support online business owners and you want to focus in on funnel creation. You are going to need to learn certain platforms in order to execute those funnels. And if you don't know those platforms, you probably can't offer that service. However, let's say that you're interested in that, but you're like, okay, don't know those platforms yet. But I'm really good at writing catchy copy. So I'm going to support business owners in funnel creation by writing really awesome emails that are going to convert to them. That is a niche in itself. And so I think the pro of niching down is very simple. It lets your audience know who you serve and how you help them. So if you know a niche that you're really excited about, then yes, you should go all in. However, if you're stumped, my advice would be to stay a little bit more broad. So maybe instead of saying, okay, do this exact thing for this exact person, say, I support online business owners. That is a big umbrella or I support brick and mortar stores, or I support podcasters, or I support people in the health and fitness industry. Again, that's a larger niche, but you haven't gone super micro within that. If you're going micro within a niche, you would say something along the lines of, I help photographers create Dubsado build outs so that they have an automated business and can book more clients without having to spend time behind the computer. I don't know. I'm just making this up on the spot. But you get the idea. I think the pro of that is if somebody, let's say, is a photographer and they're looking for somebody that's a virtual assistant to help them with their devsato, which is like a CRM platform, then... That would be amazing if they went to Google or went to Instagram or wherever they're looking for you in a Facebook group and you said you do that thing. They're going to be like, yes, that is my person. Done. Hired. Moving on. However, if they're like, you know what? I really just need like a virtual assistant. I have all these things that I need to do and I need support with them and I need somebody that's a bit more of a generalist. But you say, oh, you know what? I specialize in Dubsado build outs. They're not going to go to you. They're going to go to the general person. So that tells me that there's nothing wrong with not micro niching down because people need generalists. I know in my own business, we have people with specialized skill sets, but we also have people that do like five to 10 different other random things in the business. And they play just as much of a vital role as the person that has a very specialized skill set because we need both of those. I think another pro to not niching down is it really allows you to figure out what do I even like? Like maybe you think you love to serve the health and fitness industry, but you get into it and you're like, you know what? I just really like working out myself, but I don't actually enjoy supporting these people. (laughs) That is okay. So if you had niched all the way down and spent all this time and energy creating this beautiful marketing strategy only to realize, oh wow, I don't even like this, then how much of a bummer would that be? You would have to start all the way at ground zero again. But if you had kind of started in a more general position and done a few things and then realized, you know what, out of all the things that I'm doing, I just really love the Sato build out, then go with the Sato build out and niche down. I actually have a full-time BA student that recently did this. She started out kind of broad and she's like, okay, I want to do like social media. And then she was like, you know what, I'm liking social media, but I really just want to focus on bloggers and influencers. That feels really aligned for me. Then she was like, you know what? Out of all these things that I do for bloggers and influencers, I really just like affiliate marketing. I just want to hone in on affiliate marketing and I want to run that platform and I want to do that for multiple influencers. And so guess what? She went from this really general social media virtual assistant and she micro niche down all the way to affiliate marketing. And the only way that she got there was by first doing all the general things and figuring out, you know what, this is where my skill set is. This is where I'm the most strategic. This is where I have the most fun. And this is what feels most aligned to me. So if you're struggling and you're like, I do not know what to pick as my niche, then don't. It's that simple. Don't pick. Try out a few different things see how it goes, and then make a decision. Now, I do think in the beginning, it is helpful if you're starting a business as you kind of start broad and like, let's say you're dabbling as a virtual assistant. Once you've dabbled a little bit, I do recommend then at least picking one niche so that you can get really clear as to who you serve and how you help them. From there, you can create a strategic marketing plan because you can say, I serve photographers and this is how I help them. And this is why it's important to hire me. And if somebody's a photographer and they're in that boat, they're going to say, oh, okay, well, I have that problem. You help me with that problem. You are the solution. Yes, I will hire you. You're not able to create that bridge unless you're able to say exactly how you help them. So again, I think there's pros and cons to both, but it's also going to depend on what stage of your business you're in. I also want to preface this by saying you are not locked in. You can change your niche at any point. You can layer onto it too. Let's say that our student who decided to niche down to affiliate marketing a year down the road, she's like, you know what? I've just been focusing on LTK, but I actually really enjoy this other platform called ShopStyle. So I'm going to also layer on ShopStyle. So now I do LTK, but I also do ShopStyle. That's great. That is an aligned transition that makes sense. We're layering on the skills. We recently did this in the virtual assistant studio and our virtual assistant agency. We serve bloggers and influencers. We create content that converts. And we recently, probably about, it's probably been about eight months now, we created a podcast department. And we created a podcast department because of two reasons. One, I freaking love podcasting and it's like my favorite platform I could literally talk into this microphone standing in my closet all day long and it's the best. But we found that a lot of the clients that we serve, a podcast was really aligned with the goals of their business. And because we are amazing at running a podcast and understand the ins and outs, not just of like the production piece, but really the marketing side of a podcast, which I think a lot of people are missing in their agencies. They just are focused on like, okay, get the podcast edited, push it out, and we're done. We're really looking at like, how does this podcast feed into the entire picture? So what did we do? We created podcasting as a service. That might seem out of left field for people, but for us, it was a very natural progression and we were just very easily able to add it on to our service offering. So while yes, we've niched down to bloggers and influencers, we also have this additional service that we're able to offer. So all that to be said, if you are stumped on your niche, one, listen to this episode and take some notes. And hopefully this will give you some clarity. Two, if you're still like, Amanda, I am just going back and forth. What do I do? Send me a DM over on Instagram. I am at Amanda Rush Holmes. I would love to chat with you. I'll probably send you a voice note. And trust me, we can figure this out together. All right, friends, I am so excited to have another episode down and I will see you guys on Thursday for a guest episode. It's part of our series. Same time, same place. Bye for now. You just finished another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement podcast. And because I know you're a mover and shaker, here's your action item. Snap a screenshot of this episode, share it over on Instagram, and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, I'll pick one person and send you a Starbucks gift card on me as my way of saying, hey, thanks for hanging out with me on the regular and being a part of this incredible movement. See you next week.